The church as a meritocracy. A meritocracy is a system in which people are promoted based on merit. Capitalists will argue they promote based on merit, or used to before die, diversity, inclusion and equality, made that impossible. But communists will argue the point, also saying they promote on the basis of merit. In the left's view people who are best able to serve the people and the ones who have merit. But the measure of this merit is determined by the state under communism. There is no mechanism by which the people can directly recognize merit. But is merit subjective and based solely on the response of the subject to the action of the object, like a hate crime? Why is it that business owners and the state can promote based on merit, whereas there is no mechanism by which humanity cannot reward anyone based on a broader understanding of merit? Is merit defined solely by your degree of usefulness, to an elite? This problem is actually deep-seated and one that is no longer addressed. But then it is a problem that extends deep down into the very fabric or reality, never mind society. But it is so far down and so pervasive some people have a problem grasping the depth and extent of it. This is why it is generally interpreted in more conventional ways as the struggle between the rich and poor, the left and right and the east and west. But the issue is biblical not economic or political. The division is between good and evil and between the people of the flesh and those of the spirit. Until we can grasp that fact, we cannot get to a place where we can establish a meritocracy. The belief there is a deep and real division in the world is not wrong then, the argument is over where to place it. To have a meritocracy means we must create one side of the equation and not the other. We cannot claim to be a meritocracy while what we do and what we reward, rewards the people of the flesh. We must be aware of the difference between good and evil and to fully understand that we have to realize this division does right to the heart of how we see and understand reality. Perhaps reality is physical and the only thing that matters is what is physical. If this is so then it makes sense to have control of property and through this, the control of people. The physical person is either a cause of things or an effect. This is an odd scenario if we truly believe in causality. After all, if everything is physical and caused, how do we choose to be a cause rather than an effect? But, given that if we are a cause then the effect would be to assign merit to those who respond to your impacts in a positive way. Your ability and willingness to assign merit based on performance makes you a demigod. Why would anyone think they are in a position to assign merit to anyone? The Bible has a different view. Scripture tells us that what we bind on earth is bound in heaven and what is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. If this is not a clear statement that the church assigns merit, it must be because you have no desire for salvation. But this position is further substantiated by scripture that tells us the person who will not reconcile is to be cast out of the church. The worker is worthy of his wages is a clear testament that the church assigns merit. But to give merit one has to have the means to give the one with merit, increased value. The Jews of Israel demonstrated their feelings for Jesus by laying down raiment and bows of trees for the donkey to walk on. But this is not ultimately what is required from us. To have works of faith requires more than worship. A business will not reward you for performing well in a competitor's business. You do not get recognized for your merit if you are supporting the destruction of value. This takes us back to the discussion we were having on the determination of value or merit. Is merit particular, or preferential, or is there an objective determination which would lift it about subjective evaluations? If merit is determined by left or right, that is by business interests or the state, we are heading for trouble. The interests of the American government is not compatible with the interests of the Russian, Chinese or many other governments, not even partially.
The situation is worse when private interests are involved. Meritocracy linked to private interests and even national interest is divisive. If every nation in business rewards people based on the value they have for them, war and other conflicts are bound to erupt. But, if reality is physical and we are all discrete beings in a struggle for survival, what is more natural that form groups to form for mutual support? Of course, the man with the capacity to lead will be more favored than ones who are weak and vacillating. It seems we need to accept there is a merit tied to particular self-interests and a merit that is objective. But how do we arrive at this other type of merit? If the limited merit of physical beings tied to self-interest is what is exercised by private and public agencies, what is left to give us a true form of merit? It would need to be tied to the people of faith which is the church. If this is so then it becomes obvious that only the church is able to generate a meritocracy. However, this being said, the reason why ought to be obvious. The flesh does not contain merit in rewarding people based on property is itself unlawful. No one owns property because no one created anything of the physical world. It is all a behest of God. And even if you refuse to believe in God, you still cannot justify the ownership of property. You may have a king or a democracy, but neither royalty nor commonality gives you justification for owning the earth. In the final analysis you are a street corner gang protecting turf that you never did a thing to create. Ethical merit is always tied to the compliance with law and a physical reward of property. Some call it quid pro quo. Translated it means you wash my back, and I will wash yours. In real terms it means if you enable me to get more property, I will give you a portion of the spoils. Inevitably this creates hierarchies and conflicts. Allegiance to the strong man creates layers of authority and this organizations focused on the person of the strong man, inevitably bring the different organizations into conflict with each other, as each group wants to be bigger, and stronger, and more prosperous. But England, even while it was as enmeshed in this Babylonian system realized this property was never truly one's own. One had a higher purpose, even if one was the king. This is not to say England was ever a meritocracy or a biblically sound constituency, but it got far close to the way than any other nation. But even today everyone still believes people can own and accumulate property and give it to each other as an indication of one's appreciation. But what happens if we eliminate ownership? We eliminate personal power and the state. We eliminate both left and right, capitalism and communism and ultimately, we eliminate rich and poor. Wealth disparities exist because of the legitimizing power of the state. The state needs these disparities so as to turn one group against the other. Remember the state cannot do anything for a person who works and pays for what they get. The state needs parasites to bribe with rewards if they help it expropriate wealth from the common man. If we got rid of the state, we would eliminate the law and with this, would go the means by which ownership is licensed and the wealth of the common person is expropriated. This would leave us anarchy or the church. Church is a people living in faith. This is not confidence without evidence. If we have faith, we have good evidence that it is warranted. It does not take much to destroy faith. If we are all trying to amass wealth and we are trying to gather support for our methods by proving to others we have the ability to acquire more wealth than others, those who do not wish to be in our sphere of influence, we not trust us. Any sign that we are attempting to divest them of what they have, will produce a fear reaction in them. Faith has to be earned and it cannot be earned at the same time we are trying to concentrate ownership in the hands of our group. The Bible tells us we are to sell all we have and give to the poor. No one thinks this means what it says. 
Christians read past the story and secretly think it is a naive command. But if we have no right to own property and one's wealth consists of property then all of this is ill-gotten gains. But what do we do with it? We sell it to the poor or give to the church. But if we sell to the church, we cover these options. But we need a church built of faith, not one built of what belongs to God. A clearer way of saying this is to call the church of faith, a commitment. We only commit to those in whom we have faith. The church is founded on a covenant similar to a Christian religious order. The establishment of a church is akin to a declaration of war. If we build the church, it is built on the ruins of the state, it is a zero-sum game. The church cannot be built unless the state is torn down. The church is a meritocracy, not a democracy and not any of the other guises the state forms itself into. The state cannot be a meritocracy. This is the first thing we must establish. When we discuss the state, we are talking about any number of political systems other than meritocracy. If we wish to have a meritocracy, we are going to have to reconcile ourselves to the structure of the church. The state cannot be a meritocracy because the state is based on power and power requires control and authority over property. Not only is this inherently devoid of merit it requires the expropriation of what belongs to others. The state is about as far away from meritocracy as one can get. In short human are given two incompatible and inversely related options. One is the state which comes in an innumerable number of guises, and the other is the church. The church is a meritocracy, the state is not. The church rewards based on merit, the state rewards based on power relationships. One receives a share of the power one obtains for the central authority. Eventually the state is globalist and becomes part of the one world government. The question that remains to be settled is can the state be a meritocracy 